Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Take a licking. <laughs> there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you. Just call for super chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer web radio show brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of the Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, homesteading, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Hey, Chicken Whisperer fans. I'm proud to partner with Rita Marie's Chicken Coops. Rita Marie's provides American-made, built-to-order chicken coops with the highest quality and attention to detail. Their mission is to empower Americans with self-sufficiency while making America's backyards beautiful. I have one of their coops. I'm using it for my Bovin's Brown Layers. I went with a Dutch-style coop that has a classic barn style, and I was able to pick the size, features, and paint and trim colors that I wanted. I was surprised at the overall detail and the quality of construction. Rita Marie's builds the highest quality Amish crafted coops made to your order for an easy hands-off experience. 
Remember that not all Amish products are created equal. Find your beautiful new coop at largechickencoops.com. That's largechickencoops.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Sweet PDZ has been keeping horse stalls ammonia-free and healthy for nearly 33 years. However, ammonia is ammonia, regardless of the species producing it. Therefore, it will do the same great job in your chicken coops and brooders. Sweet PDZ safeguards flock health by neutralizing and eliminating harmful levels of ammonia and odors. Safe and effective moisture absorption. All-natural, non-toxic, premium-grade zeolite mineral. Contains no masking scents or chemical perfumes. Safe and beneficial to dispose with waste on compost and gardens. Learn more at SweetPDZ.com. That's SweetPDZ.com. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky... You'll know it's Super Chicken. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. We're brought to you by Kalmbach Foods. Uh, hey, hope y'all are having a fabulous Thursday. I want to remind everybody that uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, we will continue with our Thursday night Facebook Live show. Uh, again, my special guest, poultry scientist, Dr. McCray, Ph.D. She's going to be joining us tonight. It's always a great time. We give away prizes. We have chicken trivia contests. We've got um, uh, lots of laughs, lots of jokes, chickens in the news segments, and most importantly, we answer your questions live. So every Thursday at the end of the show, we ask folks, hey, if, you know, when you encounter questions or something you have a question about, all week long, write it down. Have a little notebook set aside. And then every Thursday at 7 p.m., we will be going Facebook Live over on our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and then search for The Chicken Whisperer. And where else can you get 
uh, you know, face-to-face live conversation with a poultry scientist. And when she can't step in or when she's on tour or she's got something going on, uh, we'll just deep, uh, reach deep into our, our hat where we have tons and tons of experts um, really on call. We'll have uh, one night we may have a poultry veterinarian. Dr. Maurice Pateski. We may have a poultry nutritionist from Kalmbach Feeds on. Uh, we might have a, a poultry nutritionist from Auburn University on, or maybe a poultry scientist uh, or a veterinarian from um, um, NC State, because we have a lot of relationships uh, with the poultry science departments all around the country, a lot of them write for our magazine, uh, and they, they, they're contributors to our books. So uh, make sure you, you, we have so much fun, and we really give away some really cool prizes. While we're waiting for Dr. McCray to call in, um, I want to share something that I did a Facebook Live earlier today, and uh, I've been following it for about four or five days now. really wasn't sure what was going on. Uh, and then I took advantage of the deal, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to share with my fans and followers the same deal, because if it's worked for me, they'll be shipped tomorrow, or they'll ship today. Actually, wait, shipped yesterday, <laughs> and I'll actually get them, I think, tomorrow or the next day. Um, but I, I was a little concerned initially when I saw it five days ago. I was like, uh, something wrong? Is, uh, what, what, is this a glitch in the system? What's going on? But apparently there is a seller on Amazon that is selling my second book, uh, The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Chicken Fact or Chicken Poop, which basically the entire book is written by poultry scientists, poultry veterinarians, and poultry nutritionists that debunk all this quackery and stuff that's too good to be true out there on the internet, uh, chicken blogs, chicken forums, and chicken groups on Facebook. You hear all this nonsense. You're like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, the, the book is chock full of all these things that you see posted uh, that really are too good to be true and are really just chicken poop. And they're selling the book. It's nineteen ninety nine uh, cover price. And uh, this seller on Amazon is selling them. Ready for this? It's amazing. $2.25. I bought nine myself if I purchased the book from the publisher, Fortrobe Publications. Then, you know, at, at my even my discounted author price, like when I go on book tour, uh, I'm paying like $9 and change per book. And so you better believe I bought nine of them uh, at $2.25. It's not prime, so you, you'll have to pay for shipping. When I broadcast live this morning on my Facebook Live, um, I had folks that were buying the book while I was live uh, on Facebook, and they said the total came out with shipping to like $6.64 uh, for that Chicken Factor Chicken Food Book. I got on the horn. I called my publisher, and I said, hey, <laughs> is something wrong? Is my book going to be up – is my book going to end up in the Dollar Tree like all these other unsuccessful books that just – you know, they printed too many of them? And no, 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 no. That's just that seller's decision to do that. We still have contracts with, you know, the booksellers, uh, with um, – uh, Tractor Supply and uh, with Barnes and Noble and Books a Million and all you know book retailers the, the the contracts are still open. We're still printing the book. But that's just that seller's decision to sell that book for two dollars and twenty five cents. So take advantage of it. I don't know how many they have uh, left, uh, if at all. Uh, somebody was saying there was two or one left, Mark, when they were buying them earlier. But what a great deal, 89% off what that deal. So go to Amazon, type in Chicken Factor, Chicken Poop, and you'll see that book for 89% off for a limited time. Uh, the other special I wanted to tell you about, I did a Facebook Live on this yesterday as soon as I find out, uh, but it's a 10% off. Now, again, there's not a huge margin when you have a product that's $12.98. So 10% off is a pretty good deal um, for the Chick Fresh product that we've been talking about. And so uh, initially when we launched that, it was 11.98. That was a glitch, uh, and then it went 
to its normal price, which is $12.98. But now you can get 10% off uh, if you go to Amazon and type in Chick Fresh Odor Control and just click that box that says, hey, get an extra 10% off. It's there. I saw it this morning. And then you can order that. There's yet to be – no one's contacted me about a bad review. No one's emailed me with a bad review. All the re reviews look awesome, and people are commenting when we do Facebook Lives and, and things that, that, hey, we love this product. Thank you for introducing to us. It's an odor control product. If you're brooding right now, many of you are brooding right now. I'm telling you right now, um, if you're brooding, you've got stink and you've got dust, and the, um, the product, the Chick Fresh, will help eliminate that um, dust and that odor. You will fall in love with this product, folks. I'm telling you, 10% off over on Amazon. So I wanted to get that out of the way. Um, the other interesting thing was if you check out our Facebook page, let's see Dr. McRae's just called in, so that's fabulous. It's going to be a great show today, spring cleaning for your flock. Um, and so, uh, But uh, a really great article I posted over on our Facebook page all about um, early nutrition, the importance of early nutrition for baby chicks. And it kind of – I've started to share this with you about five years ago. Uh, maybe even longer than that, but about five years ago, I think it was give or take a year, probably longer than five years, but uh, at least around that area, um, I set in a seminar with a poultry nutritionist from Auburn University talking about the importance of getting those baby chicks on chick starter and water as soon as physically possible. Um, this was five years ago, and the research has continued. Uh, we talk about, hey, as soon as that baby chick is in the incubator, as soon as it's dry and fluffy and, and exploring, get it in the brooder, get it on the feed, get it on the water. That's going to be the best thing for longevity of health and um, uh, gut health, uh, immune system, because then they can use that yolk instead of using it to survive. Then they're using their chick starter and their water to survive, or to, to survive and then they're using that yolk uh, for, for long-term health benefits. This article talked about that I just posted this morning, not only about that, uh, but if you remember when I was at IPPE, there was a commercial uh, incubator now that is designed to where when that baby chick hatches out of that tiny little egg and it's laying there and it starts kind of moving around a little bit, it falls through a little hole into the, 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 the uh, well, actually it would be a hatcher. So they move it from the incubator into the hatcher. Once this baby chick hatches out of that egg, as it's squirming around, it will fall through the floor of that hatcher into a brooder with instant access to feed and water. And now this article I posted this morning talks about in ovo nutrition delivery, um, actually delivering some type of nutrition in ovo while the, the chick's still in the egg before they even hatch. So the science is just amazing that's come out over the last few years about how as soon as we can get these birds on a good nutritional plan, the, the longevity, the health, gut health, the gut development, uh, how important it is to a baby chick. That's why I always tell you folks, you know, when, if you order chicks online, you know, they, you know, and you're thinking that old, that old wives tale, oh, 72, they got 72 hours once they absorb that yolk, 72 hours. That's why we can ship them all around the country. So somebody may take the, the idea that, oh, you know, oh, the, uh, the post office called, I'll get there, I'll get there at lunch. I'll go on my lunch break and I'll go get the baby chicks. You know, they got 72 hours from the time they hatch. They were shipped Monday. It's Wednesday. I still got plenty of time. Uh, and um, no, we don't want you to do that. As soon as that post office calls and said your birds are there, you go get them right then and there. You get them home. You don't delay. You dip their beaks in the feed. You dip their, food, their, their beaks in the, in the water. 
and you get them on that. And let me tell you another reason why. If you have 25 chicks that you just ordered, mail order, in a box, okay, there may be extreme time measures from when those chicks actually hatched. You may have half of those chicks that actually hatched right after they left the hatchery, yes, the, the, day, you know, the day before they shipped, at, and they hatched at 7 p.m. And then they come back into the hatchery at, say, 7 a.m., and they're actually gathering all these uh, chicks, and some just hatched an hour before they got back to the hatchery. There may be 12 hours difference between those chicks that are in that box there, and you're still thinking, because you saw it on a website somewhere, oh, so they have 72 hours to survive when they absorb the yolk. But you don't know exactly when those chicks hatched in that shipping box. Some may have hatched 12 hours before the others did. So you're on that time crunch. So not only just that scenario, but the scenario of getting them on that food and water as soon as you possibly can. Uh, and the, the boatloads of science are coming out uh, with this. I think uh, one of the um, uh, doctors involved in that article was from NC State. So, hey, let's get over to Dr. McRae. Our topic today is spring cleaning for your flock. I love this topic because, you know, we always touch about a little bit about everything, not just her, like, three-day um, example of how to properly twice a year spring and fall disinfect and clean your coop. She talks all about that, um, but also you know the waterers, the feeders, what we can use to clean. What do we do? Oxane and other products that Dr. McRae is familiar with that you may not be familiar with. Maybe Don't maybe we'll throw out thunder. I love it though. This is one of my favorite <laughs> topics every year. You know, and then maybe an all more all natural cleaning product that you know if you're in, into that, that's fine. And you know we may share examples with that, and then other considerations with our spring cleaning. So I love this topic. Get that pen and paper out, folks, if you're listening, because uh, lots of great information coming your way right now with my really good friend and co-author and poultry scientist, Dr. Bridget McRae. Thanks so much for joining us today. I love this topic. Hey, Andy. Well, it's spring. It's official. I mean, I think there was a day last month that was the official start of spring, so now we can talk about this. Um, <laughs> I'm. I don't know about you, but in a couple hours it's going to start storming here. So yes. this really wouldn't be a good time to start spring cleaning because <laughs> we're about to storm for a couple of days. One of the first things you should take a look at is, and I know this, everyone doesn't have time, but find some time where you've got a three-day stretch of good weather. Good sunshine, wind, wind is your friend, sunshine is your friend. Uh, things that we're about to get a day or three of rain here, not a good time to start this process. Mother Nature is not your friend in this case. Um, although I will admit that the wind outside has picked up, and so that, that would be a plus. But getting back to my original message, which is <laughs> don't start right before a storm. Um <laughs> You've got you've got a bunch of things that are just hard to notice, but you notice them. Okay, they're hard to look at. You don't, you know, you've got accumulation. Look, these are chickens. There's going to be accumulation. Maybe that's our buzzword for today, right? Accumulation. So, a couple things that you probably don't notice: particulates. Now, that's not being picky. That's being particular. I'm talking about particles, particulate, in the air, things that build up. And spring cleaning is a great time for you to just open up the coop and let it air out. 
you've got a lot of stuff that you need to disrupt during spring cleaning. Look at your top rafters. Run your finger along any of the ledges up high and see if you don't have some dust up there. Unless you take care of that on a regular basis, you do. We just came out of winter. Uh, and for some of you, I'm so sorry, you're still in winter. Um, but <laughs> this is the time of year when you just need to face some facts. Open up that coop when the weather's right, for those of you up further north. Open up that coop. Relocate your chickens to your sick pen as you go through this three-day process. They're going to sit there and give you the stink eye and go, this isn't our regular coop, and we're going to stop playing, and we are going to fuss and pick at each other. So make sure that you've got enough space in there. But what you're going to do is move the girls out, and then you're going to just take a good, solid look at every inch of the space. You think you know the inside of your coop. You don't live there 24 hours a day like your chickens do. They know the insides and the outsides of their coop. Well, mostly the insides if you're using good biosecurity. <clears throat> so go in there and just take all your equipment out. Take it apart. Back those screws out and just start stu- – just watch, watch, just watch. Stuff's going to start running. Bugs you didn't know were there. Bugs that were cozy, cozy all winter long in your nice, tight chicken coop. Yeah, and we're talking really small bugs, too, like mice. (laughs) Back your chicken coop. um, Back the screws out if your chicken coop came together with screws. Back those screws out and see if you don't see where those those joints meet, if there aren't some red mites in there. Now, if you've painted your your interior coop, don't do that because you'll crack the paint. <laughs> and you don't want to have to repaint the whole thing just because oh, I followed what Dr. McCray said. But hopefully you're following my logic here, okay? <laughs> you want to see where those critters can get in. Pull those, um, <clears throat> excuse me, pull those nest boxes off the wall. See where the joins are. And See if there aren't some red mites in there. Disrupt everything. If you see red mites, you just run your hand over them and squish them. And that should help take care of them. Physical means physical disruption and physical destruction of mites means that you can just avoid using chemicals down the road if you don't want to. Uh, But the dust. The dust, you're going to have to clean out all the bedding. You're going to make this this coop look as new as possible. You're going to scrape and and use like a pallet knife or, or a um, putty knife, I'm sorry, putty knife to scrape every inch of those chickens' uh, uh, roosting poles, hopefully without gouging them. Um, gouging them would mean that you have, uh, unfortunately, created a spot where Bumblefoot, you know, a chicken could get a little injury on the bottom of their foot. But uh, scrape them clean. If you can take them out and power wash them, even better. Um, you know, 
power washers don't cost that much to rent. You're going to use it essentially for a day, and it's this first day where you're disassembling everything and you're really scrubbing every surface. You hook your water source up to it, which is usually the home water um, hose, you know, one of the spigots from outside of your house, whether that's a well or city water. But it's going to apply the pressure that, you know, elbow grease that you may or may not have. Um, But go ahead, spray down all the surfaces, even spray the roof. The only exception to that would be if you have insulation on the roof that will be destroyed because of the power of your pressure washer. We always recommend that you do insulate the roof, and but that you cover that insulation somehow. No matter what kind of insulation you use, whether it be leftover from your house or maybe the, the foamy stuff, the styrofoamy stuff that you can buy at any box stores, if you can, maybe this is the year where you can go ahead and buy the plywood, cut it to size, and cover it so that next year, you know, once you've painted that plywood, um, you can just hit it with the, the pressure washer. If you're a bargain hunter and you're not ready to do any sort of spring cleaning this weekend, but, you know, you're on Facebook Marketplace or you hit the yard sales or um, maybe you just like to watch Craigslist, go ahead and look for a pressure washer. Maybe you're going to find one that meets your needs in the right size and price for what you need. And some folks, you know, everything is better if it's a bargain. So, you know, of course, go check it out. Make sure it works. Make sure that people can show you how it works and if it works so that you're not taking it to the small engine repair people and finding out that your bargain wasn't a bargain after all. Um, Although, if you're if you're a chicken owner or you have any sort of acreage, it might be good just to know where you can find a small engine repair person for those various times that you need to use your um, their skills. Uh, but you know you're going to take that that pressure washer that you rented, and you're just going to hit all those surfaces. And what you're doing is you're disrupting accumulation. Uh, you know, get all that water out of there. If you've taken the time to put linoleum on the floor, you know that that water, um, depending on how it's attached, is going to just accumulate there and you can kind of squeegee it out and just let it dry. Let it dry. Um, if you can't let it dry for a day, um, then as soon as you're done with the, the first pressure wash, and get in there with warm, soapy water uh, and and start scrubbing all the surfaces. Now, a lot of you are going, uh, okay, what, <laughs> did I just go get some Dawn or what? I, what you know, you've, if you've got wooden surfaces that aren't sealed, you know, uh, Murphy's Oil Soap um, is something you could use, uh, but, you know, I've used just regular old ivory and just scrubbed and a really good stiff-handled brush. Um, um, stiff, uh, that I've got one that's just for hand, small places that has a little curved handle. 
easy to get into small spots. And then I got a longer one that I also use for my foot bath. And that reaches it to the up high places. And, you know, just scrub everything. Get at it and then use your pressure washer to rinse it out and, again, squeegee out the bottom. While you're letting the interior of the coop dry, then you tackle everything that you took out. The roosting poles, the nest boxes, the feeders, the waterers. Keep in mind that if your feeders and waters are made out of plastic, you might have to dial it down with your pressure washer so that you aren't doing that panic run to the feed storage because guess who just blew a hole in your water? <laughs> or, you know, hey, maybe that plastic got a little more brittle over the years than you thought, and it's fucked now. I'm a big proponent of metal um, metal feeders, the big tube feeders. And um, as far as living in a in a place that has a, a pretty strong um, freeze thaw cycle, for you folks up further north, I also like metal waterers and putting them on heated um, water bases. The plastic ones will crack on you uh, if they aren't. Um, you know, if it starts to freeze, thaw, freeze, thaw. And sometimes with the cycling of those uh, heated water bases, the plastic ones can kind of, well, get old, brittle, and crack on you as well. So once you are done scrubbing everything, doing that initial um, hit with the pressure washer, of course you're going to use, again, your hot soapy water, rinse it, and just let it air dry. Sunshine is your best friend. Sun, wind, not rain. Um, So go ahead and let it dry overnight. Your chickens are safe in your in your reserve area where you've got you know normally your quarantine area, and just let everything dry thoroughly. Leave all the doors and windows open in the coop. Um, if you've got an outdoor run space, I don't recommend trying to sterilize the ground. It's not going to work. I know people who just pour bleach into their runs. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you know, there's much to be said for having a um, a mobile coop, but there's also more to be said for for keeping your run in good shape so that you don't feel that you have to bleach the ground. Something else is it a, a problem there if you're trying to get rid of organisms? Uh, clean the outside. Uh, if your chicken coop has gutters, clean those out. Uh, one of the most tricky things that I found is when you're cleaning out the gutters, if you've got any sort of um, that ridged black plastic tubing that diverts water away from from the base of the downspout, um, Pick those up and stand them on end for a day or so and let those dry out too because those ridges can accumulate water and then you get lovely, lovely, I've seen them already this year, mosquito larvae, which turn into mosquitoes, which they all head for me, so get them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, they've, uh, they're out. They're there. They're in force. So, you know, you're going to you're kind of looking at this bigger picture. Um, you know, cleaning off your roof. If you've got a metal roof, that's easier than than trying to spray down a 
uh, an asphalt roof or a wood roof. But while you've got everything taken apart and you're letting it dry, um, go around and look for where you could do repairs. Now's the time. The chickens aren't in there. I mean, Mr. Mr. Raccoon wants to get in there. He can just check it out all he wants. That's fine by you. He can't get anything. But where he's been trying to get in or she's been trying to get in, you need to fix those spots. That may mean that if you haven't done so already, you want to apply wire around the outside of the run and stretch it out about two feet, lay it parallel to the ground, attach it to the base of the coop, and then your digging predators can't dig under and get into the run. Little changes each year, stuff like that, doing it at the right time of year. Um, You're thinking about chickens, you're working with your chickens, run out there and go get yourself a a roll of two-foot wire. And if if you want um, black-coated plastic, then get black-coated plastic kind of chicken wire and put that down. Um, After that, after you're done with the initial clean-out process, go ahead and the next day, you know, give yourself a a break that night. Go barbecue some chicken, put your feet up, whatever. But the next day is kind of a short day. You'll have a bottle of disinfectant, your favorite disinfectant, maybe the same disinfectant that you use for your foot bath. Maybe you want to rotate to something different. Um, Maybe you've got other livestock and you use that disinfectant um, for their facilities or for some something that you've needed in the past. What are you looking for when you're choosing which disinfectant to use and bring home? Well, you want something that says it's effective against avian influenza, which is the biggest, baddest boy on the block. So, or, you know, Nolvasan is a great one, one-stroke Environ, uh, Oxine, um, there's lots out there. There are more common, um, newer products out there. Uh, I don't know, Andy. When you were walking around IPPE, I know there was tons of new products mm-hmm. that people could choose from um, from all over the world as far as cleaning solutions. Um, mm-hmm. And some of that might have been directed towards um, food animal facilities, Um, like the interior of processing facilities, but some of it was for the actual farmers themselves. That's where you're going to want to look. Your feed store can help you find something new. Um, They may not have the shelf space to carry something, but you can ask to take a look at what they can get or if they'll do a special order for you. And personally, I like to get a gallon of it. Depends on, on some of the shipping on that stuff, though, um, if it is a hazardous product, then like um, like I think it's one stroke Environ. You have a you have to have special shipping requirements. But Tektrol, no, nah, not a problem. I, that's why I like Tektrol. Plus they spell they sell it in spray cans, which makes um, hitting some of the the tougher spots much easier. But you're going to mix up your disinfectant, whichever one you choose to bring home for your flock that year, you're going to mix it according to the label direction. 
you're not going to make it extra strong because you want extra kill, okay? No. Use it how it was designed to be used so you don't get hurt, your chickens don't get hurt, you don't damage your equipment, and make yourself so ticked off at yourself that you really think this chicken thing is dumb and it costs too much money, so you're going to stop trying to do such a good job. Nope, that's not the goal. Nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> Just look for the according to the label directions, and you will be much happier. Um, apply it how it says to apply it. Avoid um, surfaces that it says to avoid. And follow the contact time directions. If it says let it sit in contact with the surface for 10 minutes, then that might mean that you can only apply it to one wall, depending on the size of your coop, or half of your coop. Um, By the time you start applying it, you need to turn around and start rinsing it off where you started. Um, Don't rush things when you're working with disinfectant. Take your time. Do just one wall at a time. If you're new at working with it, give yourself plenty of time. But if it's something you've used before and you're confident, then you know that depending on the size of your coop, you can be done with that in about an hour. And then again, you've got to let things dry. Let that contact time work its magic, let the disinfectant do its thing, let things dry. That also goes for your equipment that you disassembled and dried off and let sit outside um, from the day before. All right. So day two can be a shorter day and most likely will be a shorter day. So maybe you're taking everything apart on Saturday, but, you know, Sunday afternoon you're doing that disinfectant spray down Um, Your chickens are still going to be hanging out, giving you the stink eye in that temporary housing situation. Explain to them, they won't get it, but explain to them that this is for their benefit. Um, So (laughs) the next day, um, or perhaps depending on the weather and what your schedule is like, you might have a dry, completely... Um, finished coop that you can reassemble and put back together Sunday night. Otherwise, you're going to do it on Monday. Or it might be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. But then put everything back together. Go get yourself some fresh shaving. Put your old ones on the composter. Um, You know, if you've got, uh, you know, put your feed in there. Put your, um, all your equipment back in and then move your chickens back in. They're the, la- they're the first ones out and the last ones back in. And, you know, before you put those chickens in, what you're going to do is you're going to walk to the back porch or maybe to the garage. You're going to go get your lawn chair. You're going to pull it up to the side of the coop. You're going to go fix yourself uh, um, a cup of coffee, tea, whatever, Um Plunk that down, have that ready to go, and as soon as you put those girls in, have everything in there for them, food, water, shavings, put those chickens back in, and then just watch them 
coo and cluck and talk about the beautiful job that you did on their behalf. <laughs> so, um, of course, uh, you might be prone to some allergies. Some of you are going into pine pollen season. Um, you might be doing all this with a dust mask on. You might choose to do that as far as a safety or security measure for your own personal health. On um, the actual clean-out portion, don't forget to think about you you and yourself first. Um, you know, if, you, if you're having a terrible time of it, you're never going to want to clean the darn thing again. So take care of yourself. Put a mask on. And, um, you know, that could be your, your, your pine pollen season mask. And there's some pretty fancy ones out there nowadays, ones that, you know, easy to stick inside the washer. Um, what about uh, you often the temporary see? temporary ones, uh, too. Especially with with uh, a lot of the newbies, we see this every spring, or or when it's when it's time to actually clean the coop really really well, not your daily spot cleaning or your weekly, but you know like we're talking about and you've described now. People talk about, and I want to try to say it, but I'm not going to. But there is something that um, people have said. Oh, I had a relative, I had a friend, I had another chicken keeper, I had someone that raised chickens is on a, on a real chicken farm, real commercial farm, and they got. I don't know what it was. It affected their eyes. His stove, something or another, um, and it was a disease that oh. they it was directly. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think what the name of it is because it comes up every now and then. They're like, "Well, do I need to wear a mask? Do I need to wear goggles yeah. when I'm, you know, cleaning out the you poop, should. things like that?" And so, yeah, gloves, goggles, and, and your mask. Especially you know, you've got if all you're that. young or old, or you have, you know, if you're getting over a sickness. Um, and you still have that cough that seems to last for a whole stinking month after you've been sick, you are a perfect <laughs> candidate. That. I know, I know. But your your lungs are still repairing themselves, so why would you burden them with, you know, microgram after microgram after microgram after microgram of particulate matter when you could just put a mask on? Um uh, and now I'm not saying go buy scuba gear. Yeah, that's oh, what it was. Histoplasmosis. Yeah. Yep, some people are prone to that. And, you know, you've just got to take care of yourself. Do not go out into your chicken coop with scuba gear on just to clean it. Uh, your neighbors might call the county health department and say, my neighbor's gone wackadoodle, uh, <laughs> yeah, neighbor relations are part of chicken coop cleaning. <laughs> um, you know, if you're ch- cleaning out your chicken coop and maybe your neighbors have a nice barbecue uh, and it's all heading their way, <laughs> you might want to stop, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just think about some of these things, about keeping your, your smells to yourself and um, keeping yourself healthy during the process. But I'm going to stop before we continue after the commercial break, um, and then we can we can answer questions and kind of chat further about um, cleaning. That'll be cool. And that's kind of weird because I had my mouse hovering over the next commercial, getting ready to uh, step in here and say, hey, let's go to a quick commercial break. So if you're just tuning in, we're talking about spring cleaning for your flock. And, uh, hey, poultry scientist Dr. Bridget McRae will be at, back with more 
right after this short break. Blah, can't get it out today. I'm about to say something that may shock you. There's a chance the mealworm treats you're feeding your chickens are doing them more harm than good. Most of the mealworms sold in the U.S. are hollow and empty because of how they're processed, leaving them with little or no nutritional value. The problem is chickens love healthy insects like mealworms, but there hasn't been a way to get access to them in large quantities. Until now. The only mealworm company I endorse is The Honest Worm because of the way they raise and process their mealworms. Now, they've set aside some bags only for my listeners to try for free. Just cover the cost of shipping and handling. Head on over to freemealworms.com. That's freemealworms.com. If you don't see sold out at the top of the page, that means there's still some bags left, but only for a limited time. Go to freemealworms.com and get your free bag today. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. Learn more about this extraordinary duck, the Golden 300, or any of our other 
35 plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. Oh, yeah! Alrighty, thanks for staying with us. I also want to make another big announcement that last week, uh, another product that we've actually uh, tested on this farm and utilized before it was even to market, um, Chicken Delight. And it is a, is a um, proprietary blend of um, probiotics, prebiotics, um, electrolytes, vitamins, minerals. And uh, it's, it's developed, of course, while well, I like it, uh, lots of science went into the, the product. It's developed by a uh, global uh, nutrition company in uh, Germany, animal nutrition company. And um, got to love it. We've been using it here almost a year, and it just became available on Amazon. I don't think it's in any stores yet. They are working on that. Uh, but the easiest way right now uh, in 2019 to distribute. Uh, and people seem to like it because you can get free prime shipping in two days, and so it's just a big hit right now uh, for a lot of new products that have come on the market for them to initially go there. Uh, but uh, Chicken Delight, you can find it there on Amazon, and um, we're continuing to use it. In fact, our broilers are on it uh, right now as we speak. I put some in the water troughs this morning on our Cornish Cross broilers, which that are actually, let's see, this coming up Monday will be maybe three or four weeks old this Monday. Caleb, do you remember? I can't remember exactly. It may be fourth, the fourth week this coming Monday. But, but anyway, hey, let's get back to spring cleaning for your flock. We've already talked a lot about the uh, uh, the coop and the waterers and the feeders and the roost and get those nest boxes and especially if you've got wooden nest boxes those cracks those crevices whenever when any time you get the wood and you put four pieces of wood together three pieces and you've got gaps you've got spaces in there where those mites can can hide and uh, uh, that's why a lot of times if you can get you know the, the plastic molded nest boxes or the metal nest boxes that don't have that or that you can take apart and clean may be better for you um, but but it's not a perfect world I've got wooden nest boxes and I think all of my coops no I take that back I've got a, a metal one that I really like uh, that was <laughs> easy to install I just laid in the chicken tractor uh, but actually that chicken tractor now that's got eight bovins brown in it just going to be moving um, and they're going to be uh, moving out, and the broilers are going to be moving in. So uh, there won't be a nest box. We'll be taking that nest box out. But uh, we like that little metal nest. It's a rollaway nest box too. So you know I love it even more as much as I love rollaway nest boxes. So um, <laughs> well, any 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 anything? Yeah, you know it. Uh, that we we can add to this. Is there anything really springtime? You well, thinking maybe doing something he, different you know, for your flock or? What to reinforce what? what we were just talking about, um, when you're kicking up all that accumulated matter in your coop, um, you really should put a mask on because think about it. The amount of particulate matter that you're just doing simply in a weekly clean-out of the chicken coop Mm -hmm. kicks up Mm -hmm. plenty of dust. And it would not hurt you to have a mask on um, when poultry companies have an issue with people not using masks um, and, you know, worker safety and worker health is something that is discussed regularly. 
And, you know, I don't know how many times I've been walking through a commercial chicken house and there's a worker in there and it's hot. Um, and where's that mask up on their forehead? Because they just, you know, they're like, around. I'll deal with the dust. <laughs> or down, or down around their, their neck. Yep. Yeah, their neck. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's hot, dude, but, oh, it's, yeah. Um, it, if it's a commercial industry issue and they constantly have air flowing over the birds, and, you know, the birds are in there moving and kicking up dust and um, kicking up uh, uh, shavings and dust and litter and aerosolizing it. Same thing happens in your coop on a smaller scale. But then when you go in to clean your chicken coop out, you're going to breathe that in. About the same rate probably as one of those commercial houses. And if they've been told to wear a mask, you should too. Uh, disregard it. You can get a whole box of like 10 at any drugstore. Um, you don't have to get any any of the the special kinds for special chemicals or anything. Like just you're physically blocking the larger particulates from getting in there. Um, so doing this in the spring is better than doing it in the summer when it is hot and you don't want to have that over your mouth and you know the sweat running around your nose and everything. But just use it and park that up on the shelf for next year. Um, and then, uh, you know, then you'll just have that extra measure of security and you won't be back at home at night going, uh, 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 that little cough you get after uh, hanging out in the chicken house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, chicken dander, we do actually, um, humans have a little bit of an allergy to it. So, yeah, great news. You all have chickens now and guess what you're slightly allergic to some of their dander. Everyone is. Haha, <laughs> join club. So, you know, for that little cough after your weekly clean out, put a mask on. You'll be happier. Dr. McCray, um, what, what, advice, it, what, what advice do you have for someone, because I know we probably have some that are listening or that will listen to the show, that talk about, oh, well, and then they may not be sure. They're like, do I, how would I go about cleaning what do I need to do? Is there something special I need to do? Because I prefer or I use um, the deep method. And I know, I know that's a term that comes up often with new folks. They'll see that term used and they'll just kind of be like, oh, I never have to do anything. I just add litter and add litter and add litter and add litter, you know, add bedding and add bedding and add bedding. And it just kind of, they scratch it naturally and I don't have to do anything with that because it's the, it's the deep litter method. Is there anything, uh, is, it, is, this, is that something you start over with know, once a year or twice a year? I know several years ago we talked about it in depth in one of your radio shows and I don't remember mm-hmm. when it was or how far back it was. Um, and essentially, um, I think there's only like one, maybe two articles on it. Um, there's just mm-hmm. a lot of research. Uh, you know, it... it yeah. One of the things is you need to monitor it, okay? If you're not going to clean it out once a year, um, maybe you've got this huge run and and you're just not physically able. Um, To that, I say hire the neighbor kids. Um, Give them masks, though. Um, And, uh, or, yeah, hire Andy's kids. They know how to clean the chicken coop. Uh, Yeah, they do. You know, if if (laughs) they... Um, 
you know, it, it's just you, you shouldn't ever have mushy spots. It should always be um, friable. Nothing should ever be leaking from from wet areas. It really should never, ever really get wet or anaerobic in any way. Um, no rotting material, honestly. Um, so if people do deep litter, I do recommend they go inside rather than in the run where you can get, you know, sometimes rain or if you've got a covered run, sideways rain that can get in there and wet things and create a lovely growing environment for um, ammonia-producing bacteria and the breakdown of, of certain um, products. That's my preference. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just not research that is heavy on this topic. So I'm not going to say One much thing. other than that. Sure. One thing that I've seen a lot too in the last, just the last year, and taking some of these classes, which I thoroughly enjoy, um, and I've heard it more than once from different experts in their field, poultry scientists, animologists, um, that <laughs> believe it or not, folks, in your backyard, even if you live in a subdivision, wherever the case may be, something you want to add to your list to look for other than the mites and the lice and maybe the roaches. Some types of roaches can carry uh, Mason's eye worm oh, for your chickens. Uh, yes. And so, um, but one thing would be, and everybody hates these, bed bugs. Um, and this is something uh, that yeah. the, a lot of experts around the country are saying. It, it may not be relevant, I guess, right now, but the bed bugs in your chicken coop, yeah, I've heard it from several people. Start looking. Don't bring them into your house. I mean, <laughs> yeah. don't give them another place to live. You know, there. I remember I was at a conference. Gosh, it had to have been like six or seven years ago now. But they were talking about bed bugs in commercial laying hen houses, and that when they took the chickens out, and the bed bugs didn't have anything else to eat. Um one of the technicians pulled up in his truck outside of an empty chicken house, couldn't get out. Oh, my. Those bed bugs were on a forced march exiting. They were on the outside of the house. They were (laughs) crawling across the ground. I was just like, man, that would be like the perfect time to go get a flamethrower and just be like, you know, get some frustration out. <laughs> Kill them by the thousands. Hey, here's another Ooh. question. Pop, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. We've got about three minutes. But um, we didn't mention this. I was thinking because there are, there are coop companies that do this and there are other side companies that make these, uh, whether it be an automatic chicken waterer or a tube waterer, say, out of PVC pipe. And so you, you need oh, yeah. to clean those thoroughly because the green slime that will build yeah. up in, inside that pipe that you don't see every day. But how about the, the actual, if you have a nipple waterer, um, the, the, the right. anatomy of you a water You need to chemically clean those. You need okay. to, you you know, unsh- first of all, you can clean the outside of them with a, with a scratchy sponge. Um, but the inside, unless you can take it apart, the inside, mm-hmm. um, I do like the kinds where you can pop the end off and get in there mm-hmm. and physically disrupt the interior and get rid of all the biofilms with a, with a long-handled scrubber, um, uh, tube scrubber brush. If you can't do that, 
If it's not designed for that, if there's a float mechanism in the way, if it's got a right-hand turn, something like that, then you should use citric Soak acid. It. Yeah, you should you okay. should use six, okay. citric acid and, you know, of course, mix it up according to the label directions, apply it for the label directions amount of time, then rinse it, and then put your water back in. You know, that reminds me of, it actually. There's <laughs> other products, too, I, 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 but that's an easy one. It reminds me of um, the, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there, the the uh, uncleaned on a regular basis uh, that we always hear the rumors, uh, the McDonald's milkshake machine or the, you see the stories, the little knobs on the uh, soda machines at, at the fast food restaurants and, and the ice machine. I saw just a report last week that a certain percentage of ice machines and, and restaurants have fecal manner, manner, matter in them. And so I was thinking about relating that to the coop, but I'm thinking, well, waterers, you know, where sometimes you can, uh, they're, they're sealed with a sealant, but I guess you could unscrew those and then soak them in, say, oxine, I guess, if you, if you, need, if you couldn't disassemble right. them like you were saying. Well, but you, that entered my mind. Yeah, oxine, you could use citric acid. There's lots of products out there. You just need to do now, that um, work on them. The benefit of, and you may have mentioned this, I just may have missed it, the, the folks that uh, don't like chemicals, I want to do it all naturally. I know in our webinar, um, I don't think it was in this past webinar, but in webinars previous with CDC and USDA, they've talked about the power of, and you already mentioned it, the power of sunlight, um, but they also said, you know, if you, if you want to go the more all-natural route, then you can look at doing a, and you may have mentioned this, I apologize if you did, I just missed it, uh, like a vinegar water solution, Spraying no, it down I with the vinegar water it. solution. I I like just gotcha. physical disruption first. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, physical disruption, and then you could use bleach or vinegar. Um, mm -hmm. And then sunlight. But no, that was and, big. Yeah, drying and sunlight are also your friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Awesome! Very cool. Well, I don't have anything else. I think I brainstormed all the questions that I would have or I thought listeners may have. If you have questions that Dr. McCray and I didn't address, uh, feel free to email them to me, cw and we're gonna at try chicken whisperer. We are. I'm going to get a direct line. I'm going to use a laptop instead of my silly little phone, and I'm not going to have my paper <laughs> towel holder folding my phone. I'm going to have a, a, a nicer top-of-the-line Jen's work laptop, and I'm going to direct wire it into the router, and, and hopefully we'll have that all set up exactly. We won't have the problems and we've folks, had before. If, <laughs> folks, if you haven't seen this, these antics that we go through just to connect are somewhat amusing <laughs> in of themselves. <laughs> they are. But it's Everybody a great likes. way to interact with our audience. So, you know, ch chime in with us later on tonight, 6 p.m. And then when we do uh, connect, time. everybody's 7 like... his time. 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight, yeah, 6 p.m. Uh, um, Central, and then kind of going towards the West Coast, you can do the math. But, uh, yeah, the antics there are crazy. <laughs> but we have a good time. We have lots of laughs, and, and I'll, you know, I may be snacking during the, the thing. You know, it's very oh, laid back. Oh, yes, the, where's my pizza? The important, <laughs> the important thing is fun... Uh, trivia, questions, prizes, and most importantly, uh, answering your questions live 
there tonight. So if you have them, and if there's something we didn't talk about in today's show, that you're like, oh, I wish I would have talked about this or I had a question tonight on my Facebook page, Facebook Live at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So that'll wrap it up for another show here on the podcast. And Dr. McRae, thanks for joining us. And uh, I've got to go deliver 30 dozen eggs to a really hip and trendy restaurant right now. Oh, cool. Take some pictures. Hey, did you get my text yesterday about the um, – Uh-huh. Uh, what was it? it was I did, about, uh, but I we just didn't connect it. yesterday. No, no, that was fine. Um, I sent you that text uh, while I was sitting in my Georgia Department of Agriculture egg handling class. <laughs> that was a question oh. on the test. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I didn't answer it. Cheater, cheater, chicken eater. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, but it was very, it was very laid back. The instructor was really like, this is a test. If you want to fill it out while I'm covering the material, that is fine. I really don't care about this test. What I care about is when we go and you have to candle five dozen eggs, that's what I care about. So if you want to fill this out while we're sitting here, if you want to look at your neighbor's answers, you can do that if you want to. If you want to openly discuss, that's not a problem. What I care about is you being able to candle this five dozen eggs. We're going to make you candle before you leave. I got 100, by the way, Dr. McRae. So um, nice. I'm very excited about that. But actually, like, I think I'm going to use a phone a friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't there for you. No, that's but okay. And I was sweating. I was like, the candling yeah, part. I got, I got all of them. I did very well. Um, I got, I got a hundred on both the written and the, I guess, practical. You would call it, uh, back from my paramedic days, and we had to had to candle five dozen eggs and. It was uh, it was it was fascinating. It was interesting. I actually learned a lot. I knew I would, and um, and then learning about the different laws here. You know, if you if anybody and their brother can come to my farm and buy, and I don't I don't need this license. But as soon as those eggs leave my farm, if I'm going up here to the Jiffy Mart to meet somebody, Georgia requires you to have this egg handling grading you know certificate, cert- certification, license, whatever they want to call it, um, or especially You're farmers certifiable, man. When you go to that, yeah, I'm, <laughs> in more ways than one. So, but yeah, that was that was. I was <laughs> just so you know what that was about. It was my phone a friend for my written test. But <laughs> I was like, hey, I can phone a friend. Speed dial. No, oh, man. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you tonight at 7 p.m., Doctor McRae. <laughs> All right, everyone. Happy spring cleaning. Thanks for listening today. Yes. Thanks so much. All righty, just a reminder, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, on our Facebook page, Facebook Live with Dr. McRae. Uh, it's open. Any questions you have, no specific topics, we'll be doing trick and trivia. You can win some prizes tonight as well. Uh, i got to go start gathering those prizes. But, hey, i got to head out and deliver 30 dozen eggs to a really hip and trendy restaurant. Uh, about uh, It's about a 20-minute drive, but I'm heading that way as we speak. So thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next Thursday right here on Blog Talk Radio Will I have a poultry veterinarian, Dr. Maurice Pateski from UC Davis out in California. We'll have another great topic for you next Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. I'm the Chicken Whisperer. See you later.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.